0: Did you like have American hours. Girl dolls? I had two. Oh, you used a lot. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Today is the first Wednesday of the month, so I have Alex Jospin on our health and wellness coach slash expert. She's amazing. We will be taking listener questions, so I'm not going to do any now, but I will say send me yours at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Message me on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. You can also tell me feedback. If I had a guest you liked or didn't like, if there are things we're doing that you like, you don't like, you can write me a review on iTunes, which I sincerely appreciate, but send me your feedback. Um, in an email, let me know what you'd like to hear about, what you're thinking about, what you'd like to talk about. If you'd like to be on the show, whether you're in a relationship, dating, single, whatever it is, I would love to have you on. So reach out to us, Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram and notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com and enjoy my convo with Alex, which really goes all over the place and is a lot of fun. And I think a lot of super helpful stuff in there. Hi, Alex.
1: (laughs) Hi, Dahlia. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm swell. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I was going to say, I think better than the last time we spoke.
0: Oh, good. I didn't know you weren't doing well last time we spoke.
1: I mean, I think it just comes and goes, but I feel like at this point in quarantine, I have more better days than I did like a month ago, which is also kind of weird because then it's like becoming normal. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I was talking to a friend yesterday in Chicago who was like, "Yeah, at this point, like, I've just kind of given up all control." So that helps, and I was like, "That's great because it's true." Like, right? It's like I think at first we were all like checking the headlines every day and looking for updates, and now I'm like, "I'll know when there are things I need to know."
1: Yes, you. Will. I'm definitely reading less news, which I don't know. I mean, it's helpful for my state of mind. I don't Wonderful. Yeah, but yeah. Too. How have you
0: been? I'm okay. I Thank you for being flexible on time today. I'm not feeling great, honestly. And I thought sometimes when I'm feeling kind of sluggish and bad, I'll do my exercise bike and feel better. So I thought it's only a half hour workout today. I'll do it before we record and I'll feel better and I'll have more energy. And I'm just like super shaky and kind of out of it. And I'm like, is it just the general stay-at-home sickness, or is it, you know, like, I just don't feel good. I don't know. Last night, I had a really bad headache, and I took three Advil, and it just kept getting worse. Then I finally went to bed, and then I woke up at, like, way earlier than I wanted to this morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep, and I have this, like weird combination of fatigue and anxiety where like I keep trying to take naps but I'm like shaky and my heart's pounding oh no can you help me wellness expert what's wrong with me do you have allergies maybe I don't know do I I do feel a little congested
1: I mean, I do feel like a lot of this for people has been like, is it corona or is it allergies? I yes. will say I woke up with a terrible headache. Like I went to bed with a terrible headache. Yeah. At my I parents' did. house and I don't have anything useful here. So it's like Advil's in their room and I can't wake them up at 12.30 to be like, I have headache.
0: Oh, you're so- a good daughter because I totally would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my parents are scarier than yours. Then. Um, but I woke up and I still had a really bad headache. But I like took Advil and then I like had coffee, which helps because I don't drink that much coffee. It's mm-hmm. so like, I don't know. I mean – But we also don't have to record now if you don't feel up to it. No, we're recording. It's important for people to
0: hear my humanity (laughs) (laughs) and to know. And also I thought what a great opportunity for Alex to tell me what's wrong with me. I mean, are you hydrated? Probably not. I'm trying to drink more water. That's a big quarantine goal of mine. Um, But I'm not great at it because I don't love water.
1: Do you – have you tried any electrolyte powder?
0: Um, Matt's big on Pedialyte, and I was for a while with him, but... Okay, then I've never tried Pedialyte. Pedialyte's great when you're, like, hungover. Right. Really good, and, like, cheaper than probably the grown-up alternatives. <laughs> we get scary. the powder <laughs> from Amazon, and it's okay. Great. But I don't... I haven't been taking that because of the sugar, but maybe I'll just have some today. I also think, I mean, full disclosure, I got my period this week. I have it right now, and I was really feeling sluggish and I was like, I'm craving like chocolate cookies so I made these chocolate cookies that I subbed out like every unhealthy ingredient for a healthy ingredient Uh like I added fiber and protein powder and I used applesauce and instead of (laughs) butter I used this like non-dairy almond creamer that I have and like they have the weirdest
1: (laughs) these cookies sound like a nightmare
0: they're the weirdest texture but they're actually delicious like they look like they're still raw they look like little balls of batter Okay. But they have like a very moist texture. I also added chocolate chips. So they're basically oh, just chocolate bombs. And I also added espresso powder.
1: Ooh. And so I think... oh, as so- You're literally yeah. just hyped up on caffeine and sugar.
0: Maybe that's what's, <laughs> what's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I had like maybe six yesterday for breakfast and maybe four today. So maybe I just need to like lay off of the caffeine and sugar bombs. But they taste so good.
1: I think oh. – I feel like more than sugar – I mean, I don't know. I Are you kind of sensitive to that kind of thing? Like Definitely. Like, I normally
0: drink one cup of coffee a day. I'm not a multiple cup co- coffee person. Look, I can't even talk. What's wrong with Yeah, because I
1: feel like espresso powder – that reminds me of in college one time when I was eating, like, espresso – chocolate-covered espresso beans. Yes. And I was like, these are delicious, but that kind of thing can be super strong.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it is. And then it's like I don't have an appetite because I ate so much like caffeine and protein powder, and right. then probably that's not helping me either.
1: I mean, I think when you're up for it, it would be great to drink a lot of water and to eat something kind of fatty but no sugar. Oh, like stabilize you a little. You wow. had like an avocado, this is good. or like a potato with butter or something, or oh. something super simple. It's with true, some I am fat. craving that
0: kind of thing. Oh,
1: perfect.
0: think that would be really
1: good I don't think
0: you're sick I don't think I'm sick I think I also think there is like a stay-at-home sickness of like some days you're fine and some days just you're just hyper aware of your fluctuations in like your body day to day and like how tired am I how hydrated how like I get a headache at least once a week you know like it's just kind of this hyper awareness while being kind of anxious about everything that, and probably it's not great that we're just like at home too. Of
1: course. Well, of course. And you have so much time to like monitor your health Mm -hmm. where normally you're not like Gwyneth Paltrow who is monitoring like every, you know, like your energy and like how your face looks and your poop. Speaking of which,
0: (laughs) not my poop, but my face. Uh Uh-huh. I'm trying this new thing. I don't know if you've heard me talk about it yet. Where I put a post-it over my own image in the Zoom.
1: Okay, so I've wanted to do that. What I actually just did was I hid my selfie. Oh, that's smart too. Same thing. But sometimes it doesn't work for whatever reason.
0: Oh, I didn't know that was even an option.
1: Oh, yeah. On Zoom? Yeah. Hmm. If you like right click, you can hide yourself. Oh,
0: well, I kind of like it. I I So far I've done it, I don't know, two or three times. And it just kind of lets me focus on you. And I'm like, maybe I look terrible. But if I was on the phone with you You or in person, I wouldn't know.
1: Well, and I think that's why someone was i mean a lot of people have said how exhausting zoom calls are and i think part of it especially in a group is you're not used to people just like they're not just staring at you all the time and you don't see how you look when you like talk or gesticulate. like it's like you're looking in a mirror all the time it's so weird yeah
0: it's like when you go to a restaurant i talked about this on last week's episode but i'll repeat myself it's like when you go to a restaurant and there's like you happen to sit in the table facing the mirror the worst can't concentrate
1: Sometimes I work at Verve Coffee Shops, you mm-hmm. know, on 3rd Street, and mm-hmm. but like part of their seating is like a bar seating where there's a mirror, and it's so weird watching yourself type away. Ugh. You're going to catch yourself at all the wrong
0: angles in that situation. Truly. And
1: we're not like looking our best right now.
0: No, we're not. I, I, I have been reading a lot of those like why Zoom is terrible articles because I've been trying to justify myself not wanting to do all these Zoom hangouts and Zoom parties and Zoom drinks with people. And- one of the things they said that I thought was really interesting about why it's so exhausting is that even though it's like pretty clear video, we're not picking up those like micro expressions of people and our that's how like our empathy response is triggered and our like mirroring response. So it's kind of like our brain is constantly doing double work to try and figure out what's going on because it can't pick up those things naturally. And they're also not happening in like real time. Like there's always some sort of small delay that there wouldn't be if you were in person. And it's like, and also when people are looking at themselves or even looking at you, it looks like they're looking down or to the side. And that translates to your brain as like untrustworthiness or shiftiness. So it's like our brain is is, is having to do extra work instead of like receiving the signal. It's like interpreting, translating, trying to translate it to real life. Plus what you said of like the frame is just like right on us like we're in an interrogation room. It's like just your (laughs) face under bright light just right there. And I'm like, wow, these are all things that make a lot of sense to me why it's almost like hanging out and it's probably good for like work. But it's like I'm finding a lot of times when I'll do um, like a drink with someone, a good friend, Mm
1: -hmm. I'll get
0: off and be like, why didn't I ask about this? And like, why didn't I? Right. Why didn't we talk about this? Like, it never felt like we really broke through the surface of like, how we normally would, you know, of like we would yeah. do the what's new in the beginning and then we would break into like deeper conversations. But according to all these things I've been reading, it's like it's very hard to be vulnerable when your brain isn't getting those signals and like yeah. it's hard to open up about real things. Are you feeling this?
1: I mean, I don't feel like I have as many now, like, Zoom happy hours and stuff. I've basically rebelled against doing a Zoom with any more than, like, two other people. Smart. Like, I just, like, we had, like, a high school one, and I, like, like all my friends, but it was, like, too many people. Or we did, like, someone's birthday where there were, like, 25 people, and I'm like, what? I can't. Because yeah. everyone's
0: just, because also there's no, it's not the natural, like, we can break off into conversations. Right. And my family has started doing them, my mom's family, every week of like oh, a happy wow. hour. And she's the oldest of seven. And they all <laughs> just talk at the computer over each other. And they decided to start writing their responses on note cards so they wouldn't talk over each other. But now they hold of the note card and talk over each what? other. So they're They're interrupting on (laughs) many levels.
1: But I wonder if that's why even just talking to you, I have a hard time not interrupting. And I think it is because I'm like the lag and I'm like, wait, so I don't know. I find it so awkward.
0: No, same. Because I'm like, I'm always interrupting. And I'm like, poor Alex, she can't get a word in edgewise.
1: Not at all. But I think especially because if you're with more than one other person, when it's like the screen's lit up, I'm like, oh, shit, I literally just like agreed with like a grunt and now it's on me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's so true. it's a lot we just need to be gentle yeah. with ourselves wait but back to the sickness and anxiety I mean yeah. I can't remember if we talked about this last week like I was feeling really bad for a while and I'm better now but I have days where I just feel like shit and I just feel like really sad and I don't want to say for no reason but there isn't like a concrete reason that day while I'm really sad
0: sure
1: and I was just reading about how this is like collective grief for us and it's like we can't even fully grieve because we're still kind of waiting for other shoe to drop where we're like when is this going to end when what are our lives going to be like after this is someone we love going to die that we don't know about like it's just like so much anxiety and uncertainty
0: well and so far there hasn't been a single thing that's like okay now we know i'm not gonna die Like now we know this person isn't going to die or like now we know we're in the clear here. This is not (coughs) obviously to make any listeners more anxious than ever, but just to kind of say we're experiencing this, which, yeah, it's like because we still don't know what makes it really bad for someone or what makes someone susceptible, we cannot relax about anything. We can't. There's nothing that's been figured out, essentially. I
1: know. And I was, like, getting so excited about antibody tests and then found out that they're, like, not even reliable. It also – you don't feel like they're grownups in charge who are, like, taking care of it. It's not like you can, like, let it go and be like, they're taking care of us. We got the smartest minds in the world. Oh, no, I – It's like, oh, JK. But also I was reading about this compared to 9-11 and how it's, like, similar but also completely different because people could, like, heal by, like, being together after it.
0: Right. It's
1: like we're dealing with this catastrophe, but it's, like – the way to fix it is to be apart from each other, which is just really hard for humans. Right.
0: Like people who are looking for comfort and they can't. I also find kind of related when I do have a good conversation with someone on like Zoom or FaceTime or something, I get really sad after that I can't be with them. Like it's like I'm happy while it's happening. And then when it's over, I'm like, it would be so great if we were just hanging out. And like if this wasn't, a two-hour Zoom, but it was, like, a, you know, six-hour hangout of, like, let's go get food, let's come back and hang out, let's watch TV together, like, that casual, ongoing, you know? Right, totally. that I miss. For sure. And I feel, I really feel for people who are dating, obviously, because you can't have that. I have found, I had one... (laughs) with a friend that I really kind of enjoyed she's a good friend that I'm just like very comfortable around and we're she was like working because she's still working and it was the middle Mm -hmm. of the day and I was kind of doing work and we we were just kind of like hanging out like I wasn't even looking at her you know, oh, like and it was that. just like, oh, here's this dress I found. or like, oh, what do you think about this? Okay, sorry, I have to finish this email. And it was just for like an hour. And we were, yeah. you know, it was like we kind of caught up, but we kind of just hung out. It was very uh-huh. low pressure. And I was like, this is nice. This I could I do.
1: It that. doesn't have idea. to be like
0: staring at each other and like, right. you know.
1: Well, also, I've noticed, I mean, I have a couple friends who I've been talking to now over FaceTime that I didn't used to or I didn't talk to that much. Mm. But some of my friends, I'm just like talking to them on the phone, which I feel like a little bit takes away that pressure.
0: That was in the article. One of the articles I read, too, was the phone actually kind of gives our brain more accurate signals because we're just listening instead of trying to take in these facial expressions that we're getting the wrong messages.
1: We're just
0: like we know how to pick up oral, A-U-R, A-L, messages. (laughs) We know how to like just tune into someone's voice. We've been doing that forever, you know? And there is something too, I think when I can like walk around and make my bed and fold my laundry and be on the phone rather than like, let me sit down and stare at you, which is why to bring it to the dating thing, I have also encouraged people if they're comfortable with the phone, to maybe start there. Or maybe do that for your second date. Like if you meet over video, you like the person, you don't have to do video every single time. You can take some of the pressure off talking on the phone and just tune into the sound of their voice.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. Wait, so have you noticed, have you talked to a lot of people who have been like creating FaceTime relationships?
0: I've talked to people who have had several dates with someone. I have a client who kind of has a weekly standing Sunday hangout with a person That's that they fun. will just kind of like drink, make dinner, like they're both kind of puttering around. They haven't met in real life yet, but it's it's kind of a lower pressure standing thing. And yeah. eventually, hopefully it will, you know. And and last week I had... um these matchmakers on who are doing like the virtual matchmaking thing? I can't believe I haven't
1: listened to your episode yet. But I mean, they've been setting me up. Great. Talk about it. So Because they say
0: they do have some people who have really hit it off. And some of them are continuing to talk. And some of them are like, okay, we know we like each other. We'll table this until this is over. And then we'll go on a date, which I think either option is fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had four FaceTime dates through them. Oh, my God. I know, they like get it done. Yeah, they do. They can't yes. talk highly enough.
0: I plug them every episode since this started and they are not paying me. They're, they're, there's no connection they're here great. except that I really have heard good feedback from people being set up by them of just like, it's giving them something to do. It's fun. It's fast. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah talk, it's can totally
1: you,
0: easy. So should um, we get into your, so we're gonna, I have a couple listener questions for us that we'll get to. We'll great. Get to. I have a couple too. Excellent, um, but first I would like to first I would like to ask to back it up a little. How are you doing living with your family, and when are you coming back? You know?
1: Such <laughs> a great question. Overall, it's been really good. I mean, it's a little up and down, right? Like, I think it was the right call for me. I think I would have been kind of crazed alone. I feel like I would have spiraled probably. Um, I think I mentioned that when I got home, we like all got sick, which was right. A lot but also kind of a relief because i'm less scared about getting sick now mm. um like it's been overall really nice to have them but i mean and my parents are great um and it's been nice for the dogs and it's nice to have like outdoor space in the yard and stuff Isn't and you just atlanta been open now too kind which of? is fucking insane i Crazy. mean we're not treating atlanta like it's open great um i feel like is we're just starting- open. Or is it, like... Definitely not... Like, the restaurants we get takeout from and stuff are, like, we're not opening. We're mm-hmm. not insane safe. Um, so I don't know anyone getting their nails done or go But right. the mall is opening on Monday, what? which is wild oh and deeply alarming. And our governor's a disaster. Um, <laughs> but... And I do feel like California has under control and I'd be savoring California. So, I mean, it's been nice. I'm, like, very torn about when to go back, basically. My plan has kind of been around May 15th is, that's still when shelter in place ends in California but I don't I mean the thing is there are lots of flights right now and they're obscenely cheap, like super cheap so I haven't felt that pressure to actually book my flight because I had to cancel my return because it was too early so I don't know sometime this month I'm very torn as yeah. you can tell by my rambling where I'm like on the one hand I really miss my space in like LA but I don't want to rush back and then be like cool now I'm just stuck here alone right
0: and you're, you're getting along well with your family and you're doing okay there. Because I imagine some people, I'm just assuming, because based on my own experience, we went to my mom's for a week and it was lovely and I was so happy to see her. But I was like, yeah, I'm happy to go back to my apartment and, and be on our own.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I can imagine it, living with your parents can be its own ch- challenge,
1: definitely and I think it's hard I mean it's hard for me to not revert to being like a teenager when I'm here especially when they're the only people I see it feels like I'm a child who's been grounded like here I am still and it's like did you put away your dishes and I'm like "Ah." you're
0: like I left across the country for this
1: (laughs) they're like are you lighting a candle are you going to burn our house down I'm like no I like live somewhere where I light candles like I've kept myself alive this long
0: do you guys, like, hang out every night or do you keep to yourself?
1: We both. I mean, they kind of, like, laugh at me because they're like, Alex is an introvert. She's going to hide in her room. <laughs> um, like, we we were, like, we'll get into a show. Like, we rewatched Succession, which was nice. Mm. We don't currently have a show. Well, like, I feel like just now, I don't know if this is controversial to say, hopefully not, that they've started occasionally having friends over, like, outside, like six I think feet apart okay. or like i've started occasionally going to like a friend's house and sitting on like their deck or something we've done so we're,
0: we're doing that as long as i mean in my humble opinion which doesn't amount to much if you're six feet apart and you're outside in the open air and you don't touch each other it's like the same thing happens when we go for a walk or go to the store i'm definitely closer than six feet to people yeah. when they pass me you know totally. so like It's actually probably even safer because we've done it a couple of times. And I'm also like a believer that we are doing the very best we can. It's a million times better than if we weren't doing anything. And at the same time, we do have to take care of our mental health. That's a real thing. And so seeing people six feet apart, if that really helps you mentally, I think do it.
1: It does. And it also makes me feel better about going back to L.A., which I know is like a luxury that's like harder in New York to find like ways to be six feet apart outside for people you know yeah that's which I true. feel for that um is true. but so I feel like so that's helped. so it's like such a mixture or for whatever reason my body kind of stays on west coast time when I'm on the east coast so it's like I stay up way later and sleep way later than them I mean
0: I'm doing that too I think that's also just because what is time just and this. what are we getting up for
1: truly what is time <laughs> like and I'm, I'm like, up oh, until
0: 2 two thirty every
1: night <laughs> you're hardcore
0: I am it's kind of nice though because matt and i are opposite mm-hmm. so he will go to he'll get sleepy around like 11 30 12 i tuck him in and what? then i come and watch whatever my show is that he doesn't want to watch i just finished the crown i'm love gonna it. start maybe the Tudors or the borgias so you can <gasps> see i have a real historical theme Wait, going. girl you gotta
1: read my new nefertiti pilot <laughs> oh yes i
0: love like Historical fiction. It's my favorite because it takes me out of the world and just puts me. I would happily read Your Pilot. Have you Um,
1: watched like White Princess, Spanish Princess? No, should I? Can you send me a list? They're on stars, which is annoying.
0: Can you send me a list? Oh, of course. (laughs) Because this is so I'll do that around 12 to like 2. Then I come to bed, read for a little bit then he wakes up at like seven thirty eight. i usually sleep till 9 30 or so so he gets Wait, like he's
1: two- on his own volition getting up at seven thirty because he
0: goes to bed at like 11 11 30 and right. he just wakes up i think he's used to it for work and stuff of course. and he's just like an early he's like a morning guy and sometimes i'm like should we be more in the same schedule and i'm like no this is the only way we actually get time to ourselves right now yeah. is that he gets like two hours in the morning and i get two hours at night where we're just like completely doing our own thing
1: that's great. It's so nice. Yeah. And have you guys, has it been going well otherwise being sequestered? Yeah. We, we
0: had a funny conversation the other day where he was like, you know, we always get along really well, but every once in a while we'll have like an on edge moment. And he's like, and I feel like since this started, we're doing better than ever. Like we're not oh. having any of that. And of course, me being me, I focused on the part where he said, that sometimes we have an on edge moment. So I was like, what do you mean? You think we don't get along well normally? You think this is better? Well, what's going to happen when this is over and we go back to normal life? What do you mean? And he was like, that wasn't the point of what I was saying. He's like, obviously we get along, but like, this is even better. And then I was like, okay, once I calmed down, I was like, what can I take away from this? What is he responding to? Like, what is better about this time for us? Aside from the fact that like, we don't, go anywhere or do anything, and maybe that's relaxing for us, but I'm like, I think there is something good happening right now where people in general and kind of the messaging on social media or whatever is to be forgiving of yourself, Mm -hmm. and to kind of give yourself whatever you need and not feel bad about it. So like, I think normally I have some angst around like what I should be doing, how I should be productive, what we should be doing as a couple. Like, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? Should I go to this party? And it kind of drives me into this existential crisis, which then of course I take out on him. Yeah, fair. And so right now it's like there isn't for me any of that. Even when I see other people doing stuff, that looks kind of aspirational. I'm like, well, but that's just not where I'm at right now. And that's okay because of what we're going through. And it's like this permission to be unproductive and to be easy on myself and patient with myself that I think probably makes me more pleasant to be in a relationship with and is better for my mental health. And I'm like, how can I, once the world goes back to bustling and hustling, how can I keep that state of mind of, If you don't feel like it, that's okay. Give yourself a break and eventually I'll get up and do something productive, but some days I won't, you know? And it's like to be forgiving of ourselves in that way, I think would be a really valuable thing to come out of this.
1: Totally. And I love that. I think it's really great that you're being gentle with yourself and the intention to keep it going forward. I think sometimes we think that we need to be like super judging, and critical of ourselves to like stay ambitious. And I don't think that's the case at all. Well, and I
0: think it's that whole thing that I find to be very true of like when I'm the most hard on myself is when I'm also really hard on other people. So I think with that gentleness and non judgmental of our own state, it also gives us permission to be less judgmental and harsh on other people. So I think he's probably feeling a little bit of that too is like, While I'm being patient with myself, I'm also being more patient with him. I'm not giving him shit about you know, playing video games or needing alone time or feeling sluggish. I'm just we're both kind of being like, whatever you feel is okay. And I'm here to support you. And like, when there's something he does that annoys me, instead of being like, I'm gonna get all heated and like, really dig in here. I'm just like, is it worth it? Like, we're living in the same house. We're not going anywhere. Do I need to pick a fight right now? Or like, can I just relax? And usually I can just relax. That's amazing. It's pretty great. I mean, it's working right now, knock on wood, if this goes on for another six months, who knows where we'll be. Oh my God, don't say six months. (laughs) But I do think there's some good, like if you can kind of focus on being patient with yourself and forgiving and then kind of remember, I'm going to try to remember what that's like when this is over, that when I have the urge to get caught up in the, this matters so much and every moment matters and he's not doing what I want him to do and I'm not doing what I want me to do to kind of be like, it's okay, what's the rush? Like, why do we need the permission of a pandemic to be kind to ourselves?
1: For sure. I've been on hold of the library a really long time for this book, How to Do Nothing. Ooh. in like the attention economy. I'll let you know when I get it. But I think that's kind of the point. That we, like, are always in this, like, productivity trap. And finally, people are, like, I mean, I think initially there were these people who were, like, Shakespeare wrote King Lear during a play, blah, blah, blah. But now everyone's, like, okay, like, stop it. Like, right. If you also, make we don't, don't even cool, know if Shakespeare
0: was it. real, so.
1: <laughs> or if it was his wife. Who knows? <laughs> who
0: knows? So, I can say fuck that. Plus, I read some other article, because obviously it's all we're doing right now, about embracing boredom. And it's, like, a Chinese principle called... Wu Liao or something like that. Don't know how to pronounce Ooh. it. Sorry, anyone. Um, the idea of like not just being unproductive, but like embracing whatever your mind kind of wanders to as like a tedious, pointless task to do. And it's like sometimes that task will become the thing that you want to do, but sometimes it'll. It's just like a break for your brain. It's actually really good for your productivity. To do that, like it was giving examples of like people who are building these miniatures of themselves in quarantine or like some girl who covered herself in like every eyeshadow color that she has or like, you know, like just kind of I feel like organizing like there was the girl who wrote it was like when I was a kid, I would go through the American Girl magazine and inventory every single item for no reason. Just like I love that an in inventory.
1: Wait, there's this amazing poem that makes me think of, I don't know if it's a poem or like, like a little blurb from the New Yorker called Before the Internet. Uh-huh. But it was like, before the internet, you'd have yawning summer afternoons when you'd flop down on one couch, then flop down on another, and then decide to craft a fake FBI ID. You'd get some paper from your dad's office, copy the FBI logo in your signature, laminate it with scotch tape, put it in your wallet, take it out of your wallet, look at it, then put it back in your wallet with a secretive smile. It was a heady time. And it kind of goes on like that. Yeah. But yeah. there's like, I mean, I'm so glad that we like got to grow up like that as kids. Mm-hmm. We had like some attention span and also could be bored because I think that's really important for creativity. It is. It really is. And it's like, I know there's a
0: fear of like, well, if I allow myself to be unproductive, I'll just fade into nothingness. And it's like, you might, like, there's a chance you have depression, and then you'd want to figure that out. You know, there's a difference between like lying in a dark room, crying for hours. But if it's more just like kind of this apathy right now, until you think of like a tedious thing that would be fun to do, like organizing your bathroom Toiletry cabinet or...
1: Truly the most satisfying thing in the world. So satisfying.
0: (laughs) I wish I could do it again. I already did. I wish I could do it again. (laughs) That's
1: what I'm most looking forward to, I swear to God, about going back to LA is organizing my apartment.
0: Organizing.
1: And cleaning. Yes. just like,
0: oh, I cleaned the other day. It was great. Or like my baking, I feel, is a form because I don't bake anything really complicated. It's more just I like the action of doing it and just finding things like that. And it's like eventually... You know, in this girl's article, she was like, sometimes it becomes your actual profession because you get good at this random thing that you're doing. But sometimes it doesn't, but it leads you to some other thing. Like it's, and it's really not for that. It's just for your brain to have the experience of like kind of shutting off and doing this thing that's satisfying to you in some weird
1: way. I love that. We all need to do more of that. Yeah, I like it.
0: It's just, you know, right now, like we don't, we're not going to get this time. This time will be over and we're not going to get time like this where we feel this kind of permission probably for a long time. So one, I think we need to figure out how to give ourselves permission when we need it. And two, we should enjoy this time, which is very privileged of me to say.
1: No, but I think it's like you're going to be unhappy enough during this time. So it's like, enjoy what you can. Right. Don't fight it. Yeah. Don't be
0: like, I have to do all the things I normally do. Be like, I'm going to do some weird thing I never do.
1: Yes. I've been Good like time. doodling a lot. Mm, doodling, it's like, yeah. yeah, like boring stuff you did as a kid.
0: Yeah. What did I do Trying as a kid? I fail. built, I turned my closet into an American Girl doll, like apartment.
1: Wait, did you like, have American hours. Girl dolls? I had two.
0: Oh, used a lot. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> I had Molly. She was my first. Oh, no. And then I had, hey, she was so cool. She was in the 40s. She had glasses. She was the dorkiest one. Okay. She was the best. And then I had Felicity, obviously, because she had red hair.
1: I really wanted Felicity and Kirsten. Kirsten Whatever happened for me. Kirsten,
0: talk about boring. (laughs) Swedish or whatever. I
1: know. She had good dresses. For a little
0: Jewish girl, we don't believe with Kirsten.
1: (laughs) I don't think there were Jewish girls, were there?
0: No, definitely not. American Girl dolls are not Jewish.
1: (laughs) I mean, now they've kind of opened things (laughs) up. Sure,
0: now they can be whatever you want them to be. But (laughs) I I built like an apartment in my closet and I would spend hours like decorating it, cutting things (laughs) out of magazines to be their posters, (laughs) like building a bed out of shoe boxes. Amazing. It was my little, and I like pretended it was like a second apartment that I had
1: I love in that. my bedroom.
0: It was I great. would love
1: a second American girl doll apartment. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> okay, we were supposed to talk about your day. Okay, right, right, right. Sorry, Date. totally sidetracked, but you asked about math, that's why. Oh
1: yeah. Well, cool.
0: So, anyways, it's going well with him. He's good. He's he's happy. This is kind of his ideal world, honestly, where he doesn't have to go to any social obligations. Yeah, and where I'm just like totally forgiving, and I make him lunch every day because I like (laughs) am bored.
1: I love that. But I think that's great because I mean, I will only touch on this briefly. But a reality show couple that I was attached to, Chris and and Jay Cutler, are getting divorced, and I think it was probably pre quarantine. But I. Was listening to people talking about, like, whether reality shows cause divorces or it's just, like, they put a spotlight on what's wrong in the relationship. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the same for quarantine, right? Like, if you're locked together, like, it's either going to go well or it's, like, really not. Right. Like, I think you're either going to see the strengths
0: come out and have this time to hold on to as a lovely time. Or you're going to be like, no, I actually really hate you. And this confirms it.
1: Yeah, because how could you hide... If it wasn't the right relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although I did, Dan Savage did say something that I found interesting, which he was like, you know, some couples are going to break up, but they were never meant to spend 24 hours a day together. Like their relationship worked because they both had jobs. They both had other lives. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what makes your relationship work.
1: That's a good point. You
0: know? And so I think that's also an interesting... I think some people will break up because they really need to and they'll find that they can't stand each other and they're not good people and they're not supportive of each other but some people might just be like i and they might just be the kind of couples that are better at being like social and outgoing and doing stuff together and they don't flourish in this environment which doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad couple yeah Oh well that's that's sad i know but I mean, again, I'm also like, look, if you broke up, you were going to break up, whatever the yeah. reason. So there's no point it. kind of obsessing about it. But we really? happen to be a couple that does well uh, nesting. Well,
1: I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we're, we're thriving. <laughs>
1: I'm happy for y'all. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, um, so. Oh, we, and yeah. also, we have to oh. talk about
1: how to handle because I marathoned it for the Oh, you
0: talk. did. Thank you. You're a good person. <laughs> I mean, I'm really sorry because what a terrible show! I got so mad at the end.
1: Agree to disagree. (laughs) Oh my god! In the beginning, I was like kind of angry, but I was like, "This is garbage!" And then I got attached. I got attached, but then the end was
0: so dumb and stupid and bad, and they took like. 45 minutes for what should have been a 10 minute episode hilarious. with the suspense I was like this is not that much suspense and they're literally pausing for two <laughs> minutes between every sentence so, and it was so not that surprising I know, it
1: was appalling but fab but I felt like there were a couple good lessons from it so okay, okay we'll, we'll get to that should we talk okay. about that or should we talk about your dates let's tell me dates there's not that much there's okay. a little So I went on four FaceTime dates. I felt like it was good because much like real life dating, there was like one really good one, one kind of good, but also kind of friend vibes. And then two, there were like one that was kind of bad and one that was like really quite bad, but not, I'm sorry. I mean, it wasn't like a nightmare, but it was something that I was very much like, okay, I'm glad this was like just a FaceTime call and it's like goodbye forever.
0: What was bad about it?
1: He, well, so it's interesting because I've now been out of LA for almost two months, which is insane. And so, you really see, and I think all of these people are in the entertainment industry, and which is cool. I am also, but. A couple, the worst ones, they were both just, like, so Hollywood, where I felt like they, like, really wanted me to know, like, how well they were doing. One of them was so name-droppy and kept being, like, oh, like, I'm a comedian. I work with, like, XYZ comedian. Oh, you work for that one? I know her. I'm, like, okay. Like, I couldn't care less. Right. And then he basically kept, like, pitching me his different projects. I was, like, hey, this isn't even, I mean, I'm not going to steal them, but it's not even smart to tell a stranger, like, your no, whole pitch no but i think he was just try- i don't know maybe i mean she was trying to like find common ground yeah he like probably bored, didn't know what to say but so it was, was just like- such a i don't he also was a lot older which which wasn't like the deal breaker but it was an added layer where i was kind of like you should do better right you should do better than this. This <laughs> kind of so nice. i don't know yeah
0: And then what about the good one? Talk about the good one.
1: The good one was good. Um, I mean, it was just like an enjoyable conversation. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that long, but he was just like funny and interesting. And at first I thought he was, he was like a couple years younger than me, which I know you don't care about, but isn't like my favorite. Um, And at first he seems like a little bit young, but then he mentioned some things in his past where I was like, oh, he's like self-aware. He's like learned things. I like his outlook on life. And so we, Um, actually I texted him the next, we'd like talked about, he has like a favorite bar that he used to work at and he was like, yeah, we should like go when you're back. That's fun. So I'd like text him the next day being like, I enjoyed it. Like hope we can go. And he's like, yeah, I meant to text you, but like, yeah, it was like, great. Great. Um, but we haven't been talking since, which is fine, but there is this, I mean, which is, I think better for me. I don't necessarily want to like be talking to someone a ton before meeting them, even over FaceTime.
0: Like, if it happened,
1: great. But there is this weird thing where even when I'm... So, then there were, like, a couple others that were fine, but I don't think really a connection. Um, And then there's someone I've been talking to from Hinge, just, like, texting me with a lot. But there's this weird thing where it's, like, even when I'm back, at what point... Yeah, like, who knows when we could meet up? Like, I guess at some point, maybe we could go for a walk, but that also feels kind of, like, not something you do with a stranger. Hmm.
0: Well, I think you could do it, obviously, during the day in your neighborhood where you're oh, comfortable. Oh, yeah, not in
1: like a murdery way. Oh, it just okay. almost <laughs> doesn't even seem like it's like abiding by quarantine to go on a walk. I don't know.
0: Um, I think six feet apart it is. That's just hard because you have to like, talk really loud. <laughs> True. But also, if you have a place with a yard or outside where you could sit six feet apart and yeah. both, you know, have a glass of wine in a thermos like
1: true
0: I think there are ways I saw you actually send me that article about like relationships and babies and stuff during this time and there was that one couple that did like a silent disco dance party oh yeah together like where they played the same music and dance but obviously six feet apart outside I thought that totally. was cute yeah that's kind of a lot but
1: it is a lot. I mean it doesn't seem like
0: a you thing. <laughs> some people, yes. You probably not. I mean, I think yeah, it's a great question. I I think you're doing the right thing by not um trying or stressing about talking a lot in between now and whenever, like just being like, Okay, we like each other, like let's talk again when it's time. Yeah. I also think there's a case to be made for some people are gonna be like, Yeah, we're just continuing to talk and deepen it and that's fine. But it's like the intensity can ratchet up kind of quickly when you're doing that. And before even knowing a person, I don't know if that's the best idea. There was a girl, I think she's like, you know, I met one person and I'm really into him and I want to stop talking to other people. And I'm like, I just wouldn't get that attached to a person you haven't met yet. You know, like, that's cool. I'm happy for you. But then maybe just table it with them. You don't have to keep talking to other people if you're not in the mood for like mental health reasons. But like don't put all your eggs in one basket that you haven't met the basket yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) that metaphor yes but no absolutely I think you are definitely right like I've been texting with one person and at one point yeah the hinge person at one point he was kind of like I don't know like what we're doing like when we'll be in the same place and I was like yeah like zero pressure like we don't have to text all the time like it's all good and then why haven't you
0: done a FaceTime with him
1: I haven't suggested he hasn't. I don't know. The truth is, it just, like, seems exhausting to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it's not something I'm like, oh, I can't wait to FaceTime with a stranger. Yeah. And, like, I just don't really want to. But if he was like, let's FaceTime, I would be down. Right. But I don't want to, so I haven't. I think also it's, like, fun but very low pressure to text him. And it's, like, sometimes we'll text him like, a lot during a day, and then we might not text for a few days. But I don't feel like – I'm not going to be heartbroken if I meet and it's, like, not a connection. No. Like, it's kind of been entertaining. He seems cool. But I feel like if we FaceTime, it could really take away, like, that, like, not a connection and that we can't text anymore.
0: Okay. I mean, if you're enjoying texting and it's working for you and it's feeding your quarantine soul, then I say (laughs) do whatever feeds your soul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been easy. And I feel like – I mean, who's not to say that I would never do this, but I'm not like putting all my eggs in this strange basket. Yeah, basket, you don't know what it's made of. The
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong Lord. basket can be. Oof.
1: Oof, it's right.
0: Splinters, you know what I mean?
1: But it has been, it's interesting because especially at the beginning of quarantine, I was like messaging with some people in Atlanta who kept trying to get me to break oh, yeah. quarantine. And I was like, what? But even LA people, some people would be like, kind of like, oh, well, when are you coming back to LA, As if that mattered. But it's just interesting. I guess we'll just see what happens in the next few weeks, slash, I don't even know. Because we're going to have to, yeah, transition at some point. Yeah. I I do
0: think some people are in denial, though. Like, the whole when are you coming back to LA is, like, a question you would ask in a normal circumstance, like, when this isn't going on. And they're just kind of... I think people don't really want to admit that we have no idea when any of this is ending. Yeah. And people keep wanting it to be ending and to be an answer. And it's like, you can want whatever you want. You can will it. But that doesn't make it a reality. We have to just deal with our day-to-day reality right now, which is we don't know.
1: We don't know anything. And that's why, I mean, my biggest... This is a first world problem, but I don't know when to go back because I don't know.
0: I think when you get sick of your parents.
1: (laughs) But I feel like this feeling like this is the one time I'll get all this time at home. So I should like enjoy it. If you're still feeling that way, you should. You should.
0: Yeah. If you get to the point where you are not enjoying it and it is deteriorating your relationship with them, that's when you should leave.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: You know? But if you yeah. still feel like you're both getting something out of it and you're enjoying it more often than you're not.
1: As my acupuncturist said, I should leave before I'm stagnant. Or just yes. feeling stagnant.
0: Well, we're all a little stagnant. I was right? going to say, I'm
1: like, but when I'm home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Great things can happen in stagnancy. Just think about um, cheese and kombucha.
1: I am, I mean, this is such a cliche. I am working on my own, my sourdough starter. Yeah, there you go. Today is the... A- I might have messed it up yesterday. We'll see if it survives. <laughs>
0: I'm so <laughs> amazed. I had a whole conversation with a person about a sourdough. She's like, you have to
1: feed it. And it's I was like, hilarious. hilarious. Mine's, I will say, even though I might have messed mine up because I was using like an e-cookbook. So it was a little confusing, which I don't know, whatever. It was also, inc- mine's gluten-free. It's very easy. It's literally just like rice, flour, and water. And you add some more every day and mix it.
0: How do you know if you're messing it up?
1: Because I realized that I put the amount for day five instead of day four, which was way more. But hopefully it, but I mean, it's, it was bubbling up. It smelled tangy. I think it's going to be okay. (laughs) Such a nightmare now. It's Great things come out
0: of stagnancy.
1: (laughs) You're like, oh, oops, actually hung up on you. Sorry.
0: We're, We're having, we're having a great, we're all growing good mold right now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we're like butterflies in our cocoons but isn't this exactly. weirdly like you had to handle when it's like punishment if they kiss
0: this is what I'm saying that I think Netflix had the inside scoop because first they, they did this? love is blind <laughs> which prepared us to not meet each other and to get to know each other through a wall True. then Tiger King which was just like sensationalist shit that could yeah. entertain everybody in the first week we were all like this is great And now this show that just so happens people aren't allowed to have physical contact.
1: It's a really good point.
0: I'm like, Netflix, I see you. Did you create this in your lab? Would we blame you? Yeah, we would probably blame you. Because they're like definitely benefiting from this situation.
1: Oh, yeah. Much like Peloton that I've become newly Mm. obsessed with. Mm. Do you have one? No, it's just a dream of mine to have wait
0: okay so let's talk about too hot to handle so it sounds like your dates went well it sounds like you have a healthy attitude it sounds like you're not having the existential freak out that i have heard some people having of like the time is running out and i'm wasting time by being in here and my time is ticking and what do i do i'm kind of like that train of thought um will not serve you at this moment and like You're a butterfly in a cocoon growing mold and you will just be that much tangier and better when you come out and then you'll be the right, if you can learn how to sit in this and marinate, you'll be a better, more interesting, more thoughtful, more happy person when you come out and that person will find someone even better than the person going in
1: well i do think this time has been good for reflection and i do want to handle my dating life like a little bit differently when i'm out totally. like i feel like i hope i can much like you want to keep up like your gentleness and non-judgmentalness i want to like being home this long and not being able to be active makes me want to be more proactive when i'm out there and like good. date more people and like go after people i want chloe and tuat was an inspiration for this partially oh, yeah. mm. but i hope i can like keep that attitude once we're out in the world
0: you have a little bit of a Chloe thing going on.
1: We're both kind of like tall and gawky. Yeah, and, and skinny like, and like... She's always calling herself dumb. And I I'm know. like, you might be dumb, but this isn't like a cute I don't think she's that trait. dumb. I think
0: she was probably one of the smarter ones. Yeah, she was pretty like funny and witty. Yeah, I liked her the best by far.
1: Yes. But agreed. I wish she
0: would stop wearing red lipstick. It was too much.
1: I just wish... I'm like... I don't want to hate on breast implants. Mm. But there were a couple people, especially her in particular, she was so... Like, I understand that's, like, a hot body for a lot of people, but she was so skinny. And then it was just, like, these two boulders that were kind of, like, a part on her body that just, like, made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I, you know, Matt watched the first
0: episode with me and then said I was on my own. Um, <laughs> and he's someone who will stand for a lot. I've gotten him into a lot of bad ones, but... He was like, I was like, do you think these people are hot? And he honestly, and I know when he's being honest, was like, no, because they all have fake boobs and I'm not into that look. It's a specific look. I'm not saying it's bad. Some people are super into it. They like that look. That's fine for them. But he was just like, none of these people, like, I'm not looking at a real person. I'm looking at like a, an amalgamation of surgeries, like their yeah, lips, they lips, like eyelashes, They were their like boobs. genetically
1: engineered people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was kind of, I felt like it was refreshing when they brought in the late comers and those two girls looked like they had like natural bodies. Yes, they had, they they still had the, well, I think
0: one of them had fake boobs still. Oh, really? But they still had more normal bodies than the other yeah. ones and like a little less surgery, but still some. Not that there's, less. I mean, do you do whatever makes you happy, but like it was a little bit strange to watch all these Barbie dolls walk yeah. around. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, jealous. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, those people are so beautiful. I was like, no, I don't.
1: I mean, I felt like, well, actually, what I was jealous of is how comfortable they seemed in a bikini on camera all the time. Well,
0: they're that's their lives. That's their livelihood. They That's what they do.
1: True. I was just like, huh. Like, I just wouldn't be comfortable, with, like, meeting all these new people and be like, I'm in my bikini and – and they seem to go to bed in their bikinis or like yeah. in brahawks. Well, there, are, there are rules
0: on these shows. Like, I don't know if you – do you watch Love Island? Do you partake? I do not. Oh. I'm so are they jealous. not allowed to wear clothes? They're, they're, it's like in their contracts that they have to be in bathing suits <gasps> like 90% of oh, the time. Oh,
1: I wondered because I was like yes. – Okay.
0: They have to be. And they're like given the Hilarious. bathing suits by the producers or whatever.
1: Oh.
0: And because that's like half the draw. Like people want to watch these hot people in right. their bikinis, you know?
1: Yes. I mean, like, I was impressed by Francesca's body. Like, I felt like she was hot. It was definitely Kardashian hot and where one guy was like, this is what every fucking girl in LA looks like. It was like a vibe. Yeah.
0: It was a definite vibe. But
1: yeah, I
0: don't know. Her boobs, I thought, looked less fake, but they were also fake.
1: I think because she was obviously very thin, but it looked like curves like worked on her in a way where, I don't know, she wasn't like a stick that they just popped boobs on.
0: Well, I think she probably also got the more expensive implants.
1: Oh, for her. Mad props. She said she made a fuck, fuck ton of money on Instagram. So mad yeah, props. That's brands. what she
0: said. Um, wait, did we finish with your day life? Oh, oh, okay. Yes. What you're going to change. I think we did. I yeah, like that. I'm just going to yeah. be
1: more proactive. Well, and so. Oh, yes. So can I connect it to Love is Blind? Yes. Love is mind or too hot to handle? Too hot to Too hot to handle. What I liked about Chloe is that I felt like she really went after the guys she wanted. And then if she made out with them or talked to them and didn't like them, she was just like, no, that like wasn't it. And she would like tell them in like as kind of a way as she could and move on.
0: I liked that too. <laughs> I, like I how do how feel like, she did a little bit of the classic, well, I don't feel Spock after mm-hmm. making out with them one time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what are you hoping to feel? Like, I think what a lot of those people were missing, because for people who haven't watched, the whole premise is, you know, that these people are extremely hot and they've always just had hookups. And this is to teach them how to build an emotional connection with someone in the hopes of getting better relationships that they can't just hook up with someone right away. And they were all kind of walking around like, well, usually I just sleep with someone and then I leave and it, you know, because I lose interest. And I was like, Do you lose interest or are you afraid you don't have anything else to offer? And so you run away before they can reject you.
1: Interesting. I definitely felt like, especially with The guys, I like made the biggest difference in terms of vulnerability, and that definitely was the case for, like, Sharon, probably David, like, a few of the guys, like, Bryce, who initially I despised, who lives on a houseboat in Marina Del Rey and was like, I sleep with a different chick every night, and then he was like, I was really bullied for, I don't know, being fat or whatever, he's like, I was bullied, and I know I've, like, been getting validation from dating, I mean, from having sex with a bunch of random girls, Mm -hmm. and I, like, want to get to know people. And I was like, I appreciate the self-awareness. Like, clearly, yes. I think it
0: did work on some of them, but I think, like, with Chloe, it's like she for whatever reason believes she is dumb. She got those boob implants for a reason. She she thinks that what she has to offer is her hotness and her body. And so my feeling is that her commitment phobia doesn't come so much from not finding the right person as it comes from wanting to reject someone before they reject her. Like, that she thinks all I have to offer is my hotness. So once I sleep with them, they're not going to want anything more from me because that's what I believe about myself. So I'll ditch them before they can ditch me and find out there's nothing under the surface. Even though there is there is stuff under the surface. I yeah. thought she was smart and funny and interesting and down to earth. But I think for whatever reason, these people have decided that what they have to offer is their looks and they don't expect anyone to want anything more from them.
1: I think you're right that's a really good point about chloe and that was why it was so sweet and david was like i was like when they were like looking at each other's eyes with Miranda, mm. doing like that new york times experiment of like looking at people's eyes and falling in love where he was like oh, he cried. i was like seeing your soul and like how nice you are and all these things and like not seeing your body and i mean it was very I don't know. What the, like, it was very simplistic, but I felt like he meant it. Like, I felt like he was really sweet and they really slept on David. Oh, yeah. David was
0: another one that came in like, yeah, usually I, I'm a player and and I ditch everyone after a one night stand. And I was like, oh, no, you clearly wouldn't if you thought like, I feel like he gets ditched or he yeah. ditches because he doesn't want to get rejected again. Like, he's hot and he thinks he's dumb and he thinks yeah. all he has to offer is this hotness. So he runs out of there before someone else can reject him.
1: But he's such an eager puppy. So sweet. Yeah. I've never felt so bad for these hot people. I know.
0: It was kind of sad. Especially because a lot of them like will go back to just doing what they do and not believing in more for themselves, which to me, then I look fast forward 10 years in their future when their looks are probably still good, but probably you know, there's new 20 year olds, they're not who they're, it's like, well, what are you going to do then?
1: Well, yeah, you can't like be making money as like a bikini Instagram model in your fifth. Can you? I mean, forever.
0: I mean, there's just so many. And it's like, what differentiates you? Yeah, that I think if they all, you know, I think for people who want to be in a monogamous loving relationship, You want to start exploring those connections sooner rather than later, rather than just like relying on your looks and being like, I don't need that. Like, that's fine if you don't want that. But I feel like for a lot of these people, they're just pushing people away. And they can allow themselves to like have some feelings if they, you know. Yeah. When they're 30, they're going to be like, "Mm, I wish I had allowed (laughs) some people to get close (laughs) to me.
1: For sure.
0: And made some mistakes so that I'm not making those mistakes later on.
1: Especially the people who wouldn't be vulnerable at all, like that weird blonde girl and a couple. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. The blonde girl and then the uh, nipple pierced guy.
1: Oh, he was a nightmare and so stupid. He, like, actually was really stupid, I think, but also an asshole.
0: But he also seemed to me to have such a protective armor. Like, I'm like, oh, you've obviously been deeply hurt. I don't know if it was your childhood, or some girl, or something, but you have just this wall up that I do not believe. Yeah. Because when someone comes in, and they're just like, this is stupid, you're stupid, everything's stupid, it's like, okay, we see you. Like, that, you're the kid in kindergarten, you know, who's, like, just gonna start bawling at any second.
1: Right. But, yeah, yeah. What's their heart? I appreciate that Sharon was like, this is because... He was the guy with Rhonda who was like, this is because my, like, ex went off with my best friend. So, like, I don't just. Yeah,
0: I, that I appreciated so yeah. much that he was able to voice that to her. And then she <gasps> Did was like. think.
1: I was surprised at how cool he was when Rhonda casually dropped that she had a kid like at almost the very end Mm -hmm. where I was like, if I was him, I just would have been like, why didn't you confide in me earlier? And she wasn't even like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier. She was just like, I'm missing my son.
0: Yeah, I know that was a strange choice on her part. (laughs) I feel like he got really vulnerable and she didn't get as vulnerable with him. Like she was a little more protective and she could have been like, I didn't tell you because I was afraid you would reject me or freak out. Right. Which is totally fair. Totally fair. But then he was cool about it. He must have just kind of understood that that was like something she was nervous about.
1: Yeah. Although on Instagram, they don't seem to be together anymore. No,
0: they don't. I did a deep dive after. Sorry for anyone. This obviously contains Spoiler spoilers.
1: <laughs> but Francesca and Harry, face are, yeah, But they I never uh, it found said, very attractive. No,
0: and like. I did not understand why she was so into him. I was like, so maybe he's him. better in person. Maybe it's because he's really tall. And she just like yes. likes a tall guy. Maybe it's his Australian accent. He was like not
1: the hottest guy there. He was
0: like a little dough boy. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he was like a child. Like he had a very yeah, young a face. Yes. He was like a hairless.
1: They're he was hairless, just a tall but, child.
0: Yeah, he was like a tall child. I think she just liked that he was kind of a jerk to her.
1: I guess, but she didn't like when what's his face was like a little cool on her. It was like I'm not going to break the rules and make out with you. She was like fuck that. Yeah. I don't know.
0: She was she was another one that I was like, oh, you really like when people don't treat you well. Interesting. And you don't like when people are like nice to you because then you feel like you can walk all over them.
1: But do you think so? Because I felt like by the end they were like very sweet to each other. They were, was, yeah. Like, but off. she
0: liked that in the beginning. He he made her chase him a right. little. And it's I it it did say in my deep dive on the internet that they. Broke up for a little bit and now they're back together. But I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that oh, was. Oh, I did not know
1: that. Interesting.
0: It feels they like bl- they're going to be one of those where they just keep hurting each other, and then it's like yeah. hot, and then they get back together, and it's like so exciting, and then they do it again, and it's you know, it's those one of those. They
1: needed you there to lead a real workshop.
0: They really did those workshops.
1: I was like shocked by how effective they seemed to find them. Where I was I like, oh, okay, because
0: well, these are people who have never, like, you and I have stared at our belly buttons our whole life. Yeah, but of these are they people look at
1: my who have right?
0: a I was like, what? <laughs> um, but these are people who've. never... Never done any type of self-reflection or work or therapy. I yeah. did I did get a little misty-eyed at the boys' workshop. Oh,
1: say. When they
0: made up. When they oh, had been same. fighting and they made up. I
1: also just felt like David was such a gem. David was a gem. And he like stepped aside for Sharonda after Rhonda. I was just like, y'all need to go after like there are a couple of guys here who were sweet and you're like not chasing the right one
0: right or but david was too eager like did that one part where he like skipped over i was like don't do that
1: hey, no. he like skipped
0: over for his date with lydia he's like skip it i was like lydia lydia was the one who came late with the black hair and the green fighter. eyes i liked yeah. her
1: she did have good eyes was yeah. that real black hair no Yeah, I think so. But I was like, that is a striking combination. It is. She
0: was very striking. (laughs) I also read that Bryce and Nicole got Mm -hmm. together after the show.
1: Which one's Nicole?
0: Nicole was the very sweet British with the pretty eyes. She was one of the originals, not Chloe.
1: Not was she the Irish girl,
0: yeah, 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 yeah okay,
1: yeah, because yeah, I like really felt bad, especially for the Irish girl and for like the Jesus guy who got like no play at yeah. all. I also, I mean, the Jesus guy was a lot, he was a lot, he and he had a cross himself. tattooed, so like I wasn't gonna date him, but yeah. I, I personally found him the most attractive. Well, he so was maybe,
0: definitely the hottest, but yeah, he and to have his no personality, one go for him. was very holier than thou.
1: It was a lot,
0: the yeah. Jesus guy.
1: Bless his heart. Okay. That's all we did. That's good.
0: We covered it. I think the valuable lessons there are like to not protect yourself from getting hurt and in the process protect yourself from having a connection. Like be honest, be vulnerable. You might get hurt, but like that's how you learn and grow and learn that there's more to you than what's on the surface. Yes.
1: Vulnerability is hot. It's great. It's hot. So I got a few questions. Okay. Let's do them. uh, so what is, a good friend of mine just found out that her ex is engaged. Um, they got he, engaged
0: during quarantine?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. She just found out, though. Okay, It was, like, right before quarantine. And, I mean, he is kind of a mess. They were together for a few years, and he's been with this girl for less than a year. And there's a lot of baggage. But the question she had, they have several mutual friends, and no one told her. And so she just found out through the internet, like, two months after the fact. And her question is, should they have told her?
0: Should her friends have told her? Yes. What do you think?
1: I'm torn. And part of it is I'm not, like, in their social circle, so I haven't quite figured out like who should have told her but I also feel like they've been kind of wimpy where it's like she was gonna find out eventually and so maybe it was like quarantine and they felt like it would be painful to tell her then but I feel like it's worse to be blindsided and if it's like I mean I think I would tell my friend And I guess it's easier for me to say that not having to deal with that
0: I think it would depend on the friend like I do have people, friends, that I have seen something with an ex of theirs and I have not told them because I'm like, they might find out, they will find out on their own, but I don't need to be the one. Like, I have an ex that some of my friends are still friends with on social media and they'll tell me stuff and I'm like, I didn't ask for that. I didn't care. I didn't want to know. I unfollowed him for a reason. I don't need to think about him. I don't need to think about his life. Even I have no feelings for him anymore. It's still like, causes a charge in me like it still ramps me up a little bit to think about because we didn't have the best relationship you know and so I don't I just like don't need to go there but I'm like kind of extreme with the extent that I cut myself off from my exes um so I think and I think it would also depend on how the friend would do it but what I guess what I would say is it doesn't make the friends bad friends that they didn't tell her she should assume that they were not telling her out of wanting to protect her, not wanting to hurt her, not out of keeping something from her for some
1: other reason. Like
0: when I don't tell people stuff, I'm like, they'll find out and then I'll be there for them. But like, I don't need to be the bearer of that news.
1: I can understand that.
0: Especially if they didn't ask for it. Like if someone was like, so have you seen anything going on with such and such? I'd be like, okay, then I'm going to be honest. But if they didn't ask for it, they're going on their own journey of getting over that person and letting go of them. You don't know where they are in that journey. So you don't need to be the one like,
1: oh, did you see? That's it. I mean, it's a good point. I just feel like it's such a bombshell for someone to, like, stumble upon. Yeah, that's
0: true. But how does she stumble upon it?
1: Through, like, a roundabout way through his fiance. I you know? mean, I
0: yeah, it's, it's also obviously taking into account, like, how... Likely is it that she's going to see this? Do we have mutual friends? Do they have mutual friends? Right. You know, in that case, I would say, yeah, you don't need to protect her.
1: Well, and it's different from, like, if they told me about a random ex of mine. This is, like, her pretty recent ex. And this is, like, she hasn't dated anyone since then. He's already engaged. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. But I definitely see what you're saying. I think you're right that they're not, like, bad friends. Because, like, the last thing to do in a situation like this is – Like you don't want to lose your friends too. Right, right.
0: Don't be like, how dare you? Like that anger is really about him. It's not about the friends. And even the question is more like, what do I do with these feelings that I'm having? Who can I put them on? Oh, Uh, interesting. And so it's easy to want to shoot the messenger for not delivering the message fast enough or whatever, you know? But like take your friends as a support system, let them know If you decide like, hey, next time something happens that you think I might want to know, can you let me know? You can always ask me first if I want to know. Right. But like, I've just found that I would do better hearing from you, but assume that they were trying to do the right thing by not telling you. They didn't want to upset you, especially in the current state of things.
1: That's a good point. Because some people, it's like they want all the details and some people feel way better. Yeah. So you have to spell it out. Yeah. Okay. Good question. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, one person asked me if you or if we think people are friskier during quarantine or they're more comfortable with silence. I and mean, I don't know that those are, those are
0: seem like separate things. Yeah, I think yeah. those
1: kind of are separate things.
0: I think yes is the answer to both. Yeah, but also no is the answer to both. Right. It's a case by case basis. There have been people, there have been studies that like people's libido is way higher and there have been studies that people's libido is way lower. Because some people, when they get anxious, they medicate, self-soothe by being horny and masturbating. Just like
1: in that book and come as you are. Yeah,
0: totally. It's what I used to do. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Um, But then some people just, they get depressed, they get anxious, they have no sex drive at all. And similarly, you know, sometimes I just want to fill the room with the sound of my voice while Matt sits here and other times... I'm comfortable reading next to him in a way I never have been before.
1: Without interrupting to chat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends, I think, on the day, on the person, on the moment, on the headlines. On the
1: hour. Yeah. Yeah. It all depends. It all depends. You're such a good doctor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone asked me how we're both passing this time. How and are you passing yourself. the time? I was writing, which was helpful, although I've kind of finished something and I'm waiting for feedback. Um, I journal, I do morning pages. Like, I feel like I have a a few things that I, like, make myself do every day. Like, I try to move and it's, like, I keep pretty low expectations, but, like, a walk or a yoga thing online or something. So I try to, like, when I was writing, write and then, like, journal and move. And then otherwise, I mean, I'm reading TV, movies, random shit, hang out with dogs, podcasts
0: um yeah finding boring things to organize
1: cleaning I'm, i'll give a couple recommendations go. If I yes may. please um i'm enjoying the show normal people on hulu oh i, I read that book. book that was very good mm-hmm. or did you like that book i enjoyed
0: it i liked it okay i felt like it was a young adult novel
1: well i love young adult novels yeah. so that's fair <laughs> i was like I'm this only- isn't
0: revolutionary but it's fine
1: i enjoyed it I'm only two episodes in, and I've heard mixed reviews, but I'm enjoying it. It's, like, a little bit, like, kind of quiet and slow, um, but I'm really enjoying it. I did enjoy it. Too Had to Handle. I'm watching Dairy Girls on Netflix, which is funny. Is it good? I think it is good. I've only watched a few episodes. I definitely have to have subtitles with their Irish accents. Oh, yeah. For They're sure. wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, like, reading stuff, but I'm, like, I've had a hard time getting into books and being really excited about them. Although my next, and I'm trying to read Wuthering Heights, but it feels like homework. <sighs> so my next book is A Silent Patient, which I'm looking forward to. What's that? It's kind of a thriller where this woman, I like randomly got to read a little bit of someone else's book last year and then someone just gave, me, gave it to me. But this woman murders her husband in London, kind of without cause, and then goes completely silent and won't say anything about it. So they put her in a mental, uh, like institution and this doctor starts working there basically because he's so curious about like what happened with her.
0: Whoa. Their story. Fun. Well, that, I mean, we
1: talked a little bit about baking and cleaning. Have you been reading or watching anything great? I
0: do. I So I watched all of The Crown. Um, I just started
1: The Bachelor
0: singing show. How is that? It's like <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's The Bachelor. It does the job. And then I do kind of like when they sing. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a musical theater nerd at heart. And so it brings me joy when people sing. Are they good singers? Some, some of them are. Some of them are okay. Some of them are really good. Okay. And it's like, there is something about people staring into each other's eyes and singing. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it's definitely like a do something else while I'm watching it show, but it'll scratch that itch for the time being. Okay. Um. Now I need a new historical fiction show. So I'm thinking like Tudors, Borgias, uh, you know, one of those. White Queen, I'll send you a list. Please. Um, what else am I doing? I'm baking, I'm cooking. Once in a while, I'll organize something. I I did have a drawing day. I drew a portrait of Ooh. Matt <gasps> in pencil.
1: Amazing.
0: Um, I'm reading. I do. I love to read. I read that book. Have you heard of this book, My Dark Vanessa? Oh, yes. Is that good? It's not like super well-written. It's very on it the nose. It took her like a
1: decade, right?
0: Yeah. It's not well-written. <laughs>
1: That's so I. tragic. <laughs> um,
0: it's very on the nose. Like okay. very on the nose. Not surprising. But make some interesting points. It got better as it went along and for people who don't know, it's it's about like a girl in the prime of the Me Too stuff who had a relationship with her teacher pretty much from the time she was 15 until when this book is supposedly happening. So she had a relationship with him and it's about her kind of like navigating the Me Too thing and how she feels about that relationship with him and whether or not it was totally consensual. And there's some it made me pretty sad and anxious a lot. So I don't know that I would recommend reading it right now because I kind of had to take a breather after. Yeah. Um, but it had some really interesting moments and sad points, but it was kind of overall satisfying to read. And it's highly controversial, I think, because she doesn't come out in the Me Too movement, she keeps it to herself and kind of works through it on her own. But I do think some people, that's the better move. That's what they have to do. And even if they're not technically, like, saving other people with that, they're they're helping themselves, you know?
1: Right. Well, and I also... It's not
0: based off a true story, is it? It says it's not very firmly in the beginning.
1: Uh-huh. Who but knows? people think... Because I... I know there was some plagiarism issue, but it didn't seem to make any sense. Oh, really? Sense. Is that why it was controversial? I think that was part of it where someone she was in a workshop with or something seemed to think she'd stolen her story, but I think she'd started writing it years before that. Okay. So it didn't make- I mean, I I'm sure know. it's not a super uncommon story. Um, yeah. Did you read Three Women? No. It was a big book but like- Someone just told me to read that. Several months ago. It's interesting. So this reporter, Lisa Tadeo goes into – I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your recommendations. No. But this could be interesting for people. Um, Kind of goes around America. She wants to talk to women about their desire. And she interviews a ton of women, but she ends up, like, moving to the town that three different women live in and chronicling their stories. So one is about a woman in, like, a sexless marriage who has an affair. One is about a woman – whose husband is very into them having like an open marriage, but she's like not necessarily totally into it, but kind of goes along with it. And then one is a woman who was in a relationship with her teacher in high school. And when she kind of learns more as an adult and realizes how much it messed her up. Yeah. She speaks out and the whole town turns against her and like supports him. Yeah. Um, and that is a true story. Yeah. And so that's the only one where they actually use the real name. Cause it was like in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's super interesting. It's a little bit of a downer, but yeah. fascinating.
0: I'm taking a break right now. So I read that. <laughs> and it made me like sad and like anxious and depressed and Aww. all kinds of feelings. So now, but it was very interesting. And I, I'd say if you, I, I thought it had a valuable perspective, which is like, there are all different ways to cope with that happening. Right. And, you know, you kind of have to take care of yourself and she realized at the end kind of that she was telling herself it was consensual and it was this love story because she had to hold on to that or else basically her whole life didn't exist because her whole life was built around this thing happening and this being a love story. And if she admitted to the fact that it wasn't that, then who was she? What was her identity? And that was, it was very sad. Um, But she got a good therapist and she worked through it and that was great. Uh, Everyone go to therapy. And now I'm reading kind of two boring books at the same time. Uh, one is Sapiens, which I know people love, oh, but I find I it. I have that a right textbook. here.
1: But it, I think it's like really it's a textbook. Made very little progress. Yeah. And I'm like, okay,
0: that's interesting. I can read like two pages at a time and then I always have to take a nap. And <laughs> then I'm also reading this book about like Russian cuisine. Just because I really love just picking up like a super random book that has nothing to do with anything and just kind of getting into some topic I know nothing about. Great. That's how my boredom likes to explore. So I'm reading that. You know, I've got, I'm just kind of picking up things around the house. (laughs) I take (laughs) a lot of naps. I'll read articles. I talk on the phone. I limit myself to like one big phone call a day. That's about all I can do do like an hour with my cousin. I do do the phone more often with certain people. Like if the person I already had a phone relationship, I'll stick to that. For sure. Um, You know, I'm still coaching somewhat. But I'm really just letting myself, I did start doing morning pages, but I only make myself do them Monday to Friday. So it feels like the work week. And then the weekend feels like the weekend.
1: I'm so so glad you're doing those. Yeah, I
0: think you inspired me and I didn't realize it. Because one day I was just like, I should do that. And it's just kind of a nice place to dump all my weird dreams and thoughts in the morning.
1: I'm down for your weird dreams too. But yes.
0: <laughs> but having crazy weird dreams.
1: Yeah. I was reading why that was. Isn't it? Because we're like so bored that our mind Probably. is just. Yeah. Going places. Creating all these. Yes. And the anxiety and all that.
0: So that's what I'm doing. And Matt and I cook a lot.
1: Love you it. know. Go for walks. Take your walks. Does LA seem any different now than it did when we talked like four weeks ago? Nope. <laughs> I want to make sure we touched on most things. I ha- oh my God. Dahlia, I writ- had written down in my little notes for our podcast, like wellness wreck, and my number one wreck was gentleness, which you've already covered. That's so nice. I, I love need that. You. We
0: all need that.
1: We all need it. Okay. This
0: person says so they're married homosexual married and they have a kind of don't ask, don't tell openness. Okay. Uh, where it's just kind of accepted that they both sleep with other people occasionally, but they don't talk about it. They don't address it. They don't do it in their home. So this wow, person that makes me so anxious. Okay. <laughs> this is that pers- pers- going back into forced monogamy makes me wonder if my open relationship borderlined on me having a sex addiction or is that not a real addiction?
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're the therapist. I think it's a real addiction, but it also seems like a placeholder for other... Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I know that a lot of people who have addictions to other substances can then kind of keep their sex addiction. It's like filling a hole. But I also I have no idea. What do you think? I mean... I'm
0: kind of of the Dan Savage school of thought, which is sex addiction is not real. Like it's just an
1: excuse?
0: It's not an excuse, but it's not like a physical addiction. Like Unless you are literally like must be having sex all hours of the day, mm-hmm. I think it's generally a symptom of something else. It's not like substance addiction. It's like, again, treating your anxiety or fulfilling a need for validation or some way of acting out or breaking the rules, or in this case, maybe the secrecy and the covertness of it is something appealing in some way. Um. So I, I think more importantly than am I addicted to sex is what is the sex doing for me? What am I getting out of those interactions? And you might also really love sex, the actual act of getting off, But I think more often than not, in these cases, it's tied to something else. It's some other compulsive need.
1: Do you think people ever use that in relationships for... To, like, keep them from getting too close to the person they're actually with? Like, there's just always a safety net. Here are other people interested in me, too. I'm, like, keeping this door open. Possibly.
0: I mean, I think, again, I think it's different for everyone. I think some people just really strict monogamy is not for them. And I don't think that says anything bad about them or their relationship. And if they're both okay with this arrangement, I'm okay with it for them. Um, But in some cases, if they're not okay, or they haven't talked about or it's not a part of their arrangement, then yeah, the person has commitment issues that they're running away from by doing this thing outside of their relationship.
1: Do you think it's equally good to be in an open relationship and like talk about it versus this don't ask, don't tell policy? I think the don't ask, don't tell
0: is a little nerve wracking. I think generally open relationships do better when they're open and transparent and honest. And you can decide like, I want to hear all the details or I don't, but not addressing it at all and pretending it's not happening. I don't know if that's ever a better solution, but if it works for these people, which it seemed to, um, But by his question, I'm kind of like, maybe it wasn't working f- as well for him as he thought it was. Right. I did uh, ask some follow-up questions. Um, You know, I was like, it could be that it was a good way to distract you from other things. Like, and ask yourself now, are you enjoying this forced monogamy? Do you think you want to do things differently when you get out? Like back to what you and I were saying about... This time being very valuable where you can really do an inventory on yourself. So if you're single, you can kind of go back through past relationships, experiences, people you're attracted to, you know, your history and kind of do a deep dive of research into yourself and what works for you and what doesn't. So if he's noticing this and he's asking this question, this question has to be coming from somewhere. This question is saying, maybe how things were going wasn't really helping me in the way that I thought it was. You know, if
1: you're asking
0: these questions, there's something behind that.
1: Definitely. And not, yes, making him happy or her happy. Right. I mean, I think I would wonder too, if, or I would want, I mean, I don't know, obviously I'm sure everyone has different rules in terms of if, you know, like what it means is don't ask, don't tell thing. But if they're like, don't want to know the details of interactions, that's one thing. But To make sure they're still talking, to make sure they're still on the same page and still like feel good about that Mm -hmm. and feel, I don't, I mean, that would just cause a lot of anxiety for me, all of this like secrecy. But I also can see how that would be exciting for someone. Yeah.
0: I think for some people, that's part of the draw. I know people have arrangements where they're like, we don't talk about it because it's the illicitness of it that makes it exciting for me. Otherwise, if I have to tell you, it's not fun. Right. And if that feeds your, as long as you're communicating clearly about what you're doing and how you're doing it, and why you're doing it, I think you're okay. I think in this case, they never really talked about it. It was just kind of an unspoken agreement. But are you sure you even have an agreement if it's unspoken? Right, unclear. So maybe he's just having some extra time to think about this and saying, is this really what I want? Is this working for us? Or was I dealing with something else and using sex as the kind of band-aid or whatever
1: you know what I suggest he does Hmm. try some morning pages (laughs) but it all I will say especially if you like for whatever reason I mean I recommend therapy for everyone but if you don't have the money or bandwidth for therapy if you're just like journaling and all morning pages is is journaling ideally first thing in the morning just like free writing dumping whatever on your notebook and like you're not going to reread it for three pages if you do that You start to like get to stuff. Right. You see what's on your mind and like how you really feel about things.
0: And when I do them, I don't let myself stop. Like I keep the pen moving no matter what. So sometimes it's like nothing, like I'm talking about too hot to handle. Because it's just like at the front of my mind. Right. But then underneath it, inevitably the thing I'm really thinking about and processing will come up. Totally. You have to like skim the scum off the pond. Totally. The scum.
1: (laughs) Which too hot to handle is.
0: <laughs> no. Those people I'm sure they're very nice. They I just meant the series as a whole. Yeah, so the series as a whole, one hundred percent scum. That last episode, <laughs> I'll never forgive you. I was yelling at the TV.
1: I was like, speed it up, we don't care. Well, I loved what I loved about the money element, quick aside, is that the pot was so small for like ten people yeah, or however nothing. where it was like the stakes are not high enough for them to get upset when it's like, Okay, I just lost like Like, I don't know how much money I'm getting. You're dividing it up with all of us. Yeah.
0: LOL. And then I had that other question that I mentioned briefly about she did meet someone she liked and should she stop talking to other people? And my answer was kind of like, if you don't want to talk to other people because of your mental health and you need a break from dating in general, that's fine. Don't not talk to other people because you're so smitten kitten with this one who you've never met yet. Yes. So I think that's a good rule of thumb. I
1: think that is a good rule. And I feel like it's just like everything else. It's like be gentle with yourself and figure out like what's fun right now. But yeah. try not to get, trying to get to invest in people you haven't met yet.
0: Totally. And it's not that I would say, you know, protect yourself because you can never truly protect yourself from getting hurt. But right. I have noticed, especially with my clients too, that when things aren't working out, like I had one who had three or four, Dates with someone and they were going really well. And then he kind of put a stop to it because I don't know, he had just broken up with someone and felt like it was whatever. They were supposed to go on a social distance walk and he canceled. And she got super upset and she was like, Why am I so upset? I haven't even met this person. I was like, Honestly, a lot of your big feelings are probably really not about this person. They're from what we're all dealing with on the day to day right now, whether we're dealing with it or not. So when they have an outlet to come out, like someone disappointing you in this way, they're going to come out and they're going to feel so much bigger. So just be aware that like we're probably a little bit more sensitive than ever right now because we have this constant low-level anxiety, unanswered questions, whatever it is that you're dealing with, that if you have a disappointing date or interaction, it's going to hurt a little bit probably more than it usually does. And just... Be okay with having those big feelings and don't beat yourself up about them. Don't be like, I'm so stupid. Why do I care about this person I've never met? Just be like, oh, this is really probably not about this person.
1: I think that's a really great point. My, I did this self-compassion workshop with my therapist, which was great. And it talked about how, which you might have heard from therapy, it's like the second arrow where the first arrow is that you like feel sad or rejected or whatever from this guy and then the second arrow is you like being yourself up for feeling bad. Yes. Which is so unhelpful. So, like, unhelpful. just let yourself feel bad, but don't right. be yourself up for feeling bad. Right.
0: You don't need a reason. You don't need to be like, you're so stupid. Why do you feel this way? Like, just be like, oh, I feel this way. Then you can be like, oh, it might be tied to some other things that are going on. Yeah, But it's also just disappointing. And I, like I said, I do know some people right now too are freaking out about like time being wasted. And that leads to this whole other existential question of like, am I going to be alone forever? Am I going to, it's like now is not really a great time to analyze those questions. You just, now is the time to be patient and kind with yourself and go on a date if you think it's fun. And if you don't, give yourself a break. You are not wasting time. Like you're only going to be wasting time if you're forcing yourself to do things you don't want to do.
1: And it's not like everyone else is doing stuff without you. Like, Mm-mm. think of this. This is a pause for everyone. You're totally. not wasting time. No one's wasting time. It's just like we're on pause until it's back.
0: Right. And take the pause to go and do your inventory of yourself and, like, really see how you'd like to maybe be different or maybe be the same when you
1: come out of this. Yeah. Or the people you date to be different. Or Yes.
0: What kind of people are you going to date at the outside of this?
1: I mean, I feel like... What I want to do is just be a little more proactive about picking people instead of waiting to be picked by people. Ooh, yeah. About making the move. Yes. And also about I feel like I've had things where I've like kind of liked people and there's been a flirtation, but I haven't been sure if I like them. And being a little more willing to like put myself out there to hang out with them. And then I might decide I don't like them. And like that's okay. That's okay. Just like get to know more people. Yeah.
0: I like that. But if you say to me I'm dumping them because there's no spark. After one day, I'm okay. going to push you back out the door on your second date. Because sparks fair. grow sometimes by learning to like a person's personality. You're right. They can grow.
1: Yeah. I'll know. be here to push
0: you out the door.
1: I just can't wait for a world where I could even feel a spark. So we'll right. see.
0: You're. It's gonna. You're gonna. I know you are. You're building up all the embers right now. <laughs> In your body. In my moldy cocoon. Yes. (laughs) All of our metaphors are really clutch. Really hitting it out of the park. Um, You're building up the, you know, you're stoking the fire within so the spark can occur. totally. And I do think people are going to be chomping at the bit to go make connections.
1: Oh, yeah. When this is
0: over. They're going to be like, okay, don't want to go through that alone again. I better get my shit together and like realize that it's nice to have a partner. If you want that, you don't have to.
1: Like as much as I love being in my sweats sweats watching Netflix, when we can finally be out there, I'm going to want to go do things and meet people. And meet
0: someone you can then get in your sweats and watch Netflix with. (laughs) Obviously the dream. The goal. Okay, great. I'm going to let you go because you have to go and this was fun. I'm so glad
1: we could talk. Do you feel any better? I
0: do. I actually do. I feel less shaky than when we started and I'm ready to go eat something fatty
1: amazing and I think my biggest lesson for you would be when you make these cookies again maybe leave out the espresso powder I'm gonna for sure
0: That was a big 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 mistake
1: I've been watching
0: too many baking shows and they're always like if you add coffee to the chocolate it amps up the flavor of the chocolate
1: maybe you can get like one for breakfast but no coffee or something yeah Skip your coffee for drinking. Then. Listen, Eating. I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every well, day is we can a talk. relearning lessons. Be gentle with yourself. You go overboard.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'll just eat something fatty. Perfect. It'll be great. Well, Every day I'm going to wake up and resolve not to do this again, and then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm being
1: gentle with myself. It's okay. Be gentle. It's okay. Eat some avocados. Yes. Okay. Well, stay healthy. Stay stay healthy. Did we cover everything
0: you wanted to cover?
1: Oh yes, we covered my notes.
0: I'm glad you're feeling good. I say, get stagnant, baby, grow some mold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just adds to the flavor. Oh no.
1: (gasps) Okay. This was a play. Where
0: are you going, by the way? You you were like, I have to go somewhere. To sit
1: on a friend's deck. Okay, nice. I'm just starting. I mean, I been here for six weeks before i saw any friends so i'm seeing just be careful a couple i'm gonna stay six feet apart i think they're very strict because they have like a baby oh good not getting close good don't
0: worry okay great have a lovely time
1: thank you have a lovely day thank you talk to you soon bye girl
0: just the tip a dating tip i know i have been emphasizing these fun and creative dates and i think they're awesome if you can be fun and creative at this time good for you But I also really like the idea of dates and hangouts with friends that are just hangouts. So whether that means doing it on the phone, even if it's your second or third time talking to the person, switching to phone is totally fine. And hanging out, you know, not having an activity to do, not feeling glued to sitting in front of your computer, um, but making yourself dinner, making a drink, and talking as if you were hanging out in a low stakes situation. I can take some of the pressure off. That can make it more fun for you, more easy, more relaxed. And then you can go whenever you want. And as much as we were talking last week about dressing up for the date, feeling like you're going on a new date, a real date, making yourself feel good, all that, which I totally support. I also think there's a place and a time for relaxing, taking it easy. If you've talked to the person a few times already and you're like, what else are we going to do? You can be like, want to just hang out and make dinner together and we don't have to talk the whole time. And you can tell them that You, you can say, you know, I'm comfortable with silence, even if we're on the phone together, on the computer together. I think a phone call where you go for a walk is nice. Sometimes taking a walk can really kind of like stimulate your mind and your body, give you new things to talk about. You could go on a neighborhood walk at the same time and tell each other what you're seeing, or you can just sit and hang out. Or if you don't feel like doing any of this, call a friend, hang out with them. Don't feel like you have to be on with them, but it can be nice just to feel like someone else is there. You can comment on things as you want, you can talk about things as you want. The stakes can be low, you can set it up to be that way. Let's just hang out, keep the stakes low. You do what you need, I'll do what I need and let's just be with each other. And I think that can be really valuable in these times. And even if, you know, it might make you feel a little wistful, nostalgic of really wanting to be able to be around this person, that time will come. And all these hours that we're putting into getting to know other people and ourselves and ourselves in this situation, those hours will pay off. Thank you as always to the wonderful Alex Jospin, health and wellness coach and overall hilarious and amazing person for joining me. You can follow her on Instagram, a Jospin. You can also reach out to her for a free health and wellness consultation. As you heard, she's quite good at it. She diagnosed me. It's the cookies. Kind of wish I hadn't told her, but here we are. I'll have to pull back on those, I suppose. But anyway, she's great. Thank you to her for joining me. Thank you to all of you for sending in your questions. Thank you to Melissa Gruen, Christine Bartolucci, Josiah Thorngate, my amazing editor. Don't forget to send us your questions, Not your Therapist podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and send us your questions there, Not your Therapist Podcast. Tell me what you'd like to hear, what you want to talk about, what you've been thinking about, what's working for you, what isn't. Write me a review on iTunes and thank you in advance for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun.